Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks. We have a very special edition of our show today. Uh, we are joined by Kevin Jenkins. Kevin is a Hollywood veteran. He's most recently served as uh, the production designer on Jurassic World Dominion. He's also worked on the Star Wars sequel trilogy behind the scenes and done a lot of cool stuff. His IMDb page is like me and Gerald's uh, dream come true. Kevin, how are you doing tonight? Good, thanks. Good to meet you both. Really glad, like you said, really glad to have you. I want to just kind of um, start off with the basics. How do you, how did you get to what you're doing and explain just, I guess, in layman's term, what you do? Um, how did I get here? Um, I have always loved movies ever since I was a kid. Um, you know, I'm old enough to have seen Jaws 2001, Close Encounters at the cinema. Um, like a lot of people of my generation, I saw Star Wars in 1977, walked out of there and then went back 20 times to see it at the cinema and thought, unlike a lot of people, I didn't want to go, I want to work in the movie business. I got very inspired by the behind the scenes of it all. Um, I was really influenced by Ralph McQuarrie's work. I was really influenced by especially Mike Pangrazio and Harrison Shaw and all the map painters work and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought, wow, what a cool job. You get to paint spaceships for a living. So I, so we say, went down a path of being an illustrator and artist. That's what I've done ever since the day I was born, which is draw. Um, but how do you get in the film business? I couldn't, I didn't know. So I basically started off for about 15 years as an illustrator. I did lots of book jackets. I did lots of, I worked in the games business, um, did, you know, um, in the Amiga business when, when the games business was not the size it is now. And I worked in advertising. And then eventually I started around 1991, started using Photoshop and 3D and all these things. And then that led to me making a jump when a friend of mine put me onto some small, at the time they were small, now they're huge, but I got a job at um, Framestore working on Walking with Dinosaurs, uh, the TV series. And that kind of started off my film career. I jumped then into being one of the, one of, at the time, a very small number of what used to be digital map painters um, in the business. Whereas, you know, that was before we could search the internet for a high-risk photo we had to paint it in photoshop back then and so i ended up doing digital environments and 3d work and and all that kind of stuff and i sort of worked my way up at at, at that company um and i got a bit bored of doing shots because the hours are grueling um and um i think superman returns nearly killed me off and i ended up then becoming sort of hybrid and i I worked on a on a film called Prince of Persia for an amazing production designer called Wolf Kroger, who went all the way back to working on films like First Blood. That was, um, you know, a very very super experienced designer. And um, I designed a sequence called the Sandroom sequence in that film, um, working at the facility I did, and I did that on set. And then that kind of started this career of working fifty fifty, half on set, half in visual effects. And I sort of stopped doing so many shots around then. Um, and then I got heavily into art direction and working in design and conceptual design. And again, now there's millions of concept artists, but back in the day there was only a small number of us. And I got introduced to someone who's become a lifelong friend. Um, coming over to the UK, I got um, 
I ended up in a meeting and I'd approached him beforehand. Just I got his email address and I just wrote to him and did a painting and said, I want to work with you. And I was in a meeting for Warhorse. Um, Steven Spielberg's film was coming over to the UK and um, the production designer was Rick, Rick Carter, who I knew had done Jurassic and just about every other amazing film through the 90s and the 80s and the and the noughties and stuff. Um, and I got to the end of the meeting and Rick said to me, um, do you want to come down for a meeting? Um, and I went to see Rick and Rick gave me a wonderful opportunity to work with him, which is how I met Kathy, Kathy Kennedy and some of the others in that in that group, Frank Marshall for the first time and everything. Um, and Rick said to me, um, I've got no room in my art department, so maybe you should share an office with me. And that's what I did for six months. And so Rick and I have been lifelong friends ever since. And then I kind of started my path on the way towards art direction and production design. As you know, I, I was the only on-set art director or Lucasfilm ILM employee through the whole of the sequel trilogy because they were obviously in London. And so I was on set for the entirety of... Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, with small stints back at back at ILM, um, and that process. Obviously, I met JJ, worked with Ryan, met Ryan, became you know good friends with both of them. JJ asked me to design Nine. I also met Colin. That led on to Jurassic, and and um, and then yeah, someone asked me to design a film, and I just was there, and off you go. Um, so yeah, I kind of I have multi multi sort of facets to it. I do production design. I can do visual effects shots. I can do concept art. Um, I can even do Unreal Engine stuff and all that kind of thing. And so I and I kind of use all those things in the way I design films. Wow. So at the beginning there, you mentioned your love for Star Wars, like when you first saw it, and how it really got you wanting to be in this industry. Mm. I mean. What was it like that first day on set when the sequel trilogy, like it's almost come full circle, right? Like the thing that got you into it and now you're working on expanding that universe? It's a few years ago now. I mean, you have to remember then, um, you know, this was this was 2012, 13, when we were kind of kicking things off again. And um, there was a huge weight of responsibility then. And it's very easy now for everyone in hindsight to kind of, you know, um, the, Star Wars films are very cyclic. Look, I was there first time round. I saw them in 77 or 78 in the UK because they didn't come out in 77. You know, I, I, I still had my ticket for Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. You know, I was there on, the, you know, those those days. The sequel trilogy has gone through and is going to go through that process as well, where now all of the people that were of a certain age that really loved the prequels um are getting their their version of that world which is wonderful and i think there's going to be a bunch of 10 year olds from five years ago that are going to get their version in about 10 years that their version is going to be ray and finn and all these kind of people because what i have realized is that it's a bit like harry potter or any of these things when you're of the age when they come out and you see these things they have leave an indelible mark on your personality and your childhood and your fandom for things you know um and and that's just the way i think uh, the way i think star wars especially is and so to answer your question when we were doing the force awakens we were trying to balance a very fine line of what star wars needed to be so you go from from star wars to another legacy franchise in uh jurassic world jurassic park which was kind of my Star Wars growing up. It was the first movie I saw in theaters and I um, love this movie to, to this day. Um, you worked on the movie where the entire original cast is back. So how cool is it to, you know, design something 
you know, bringing back all these legacy characters from the original movie. And uh, what were kind of your inspirations? Did you pull from any other places in the series when you were designing this movie? Uh, well, not that many apart from trying to weave in the story history because um, the opportunity that Colin gave me on this project was that um, the canvas was pretty blank. We were in a new world. Um, we were not on the islands. The volcano had destroyed them. All of that history was left behind. And so I know it sounds weird. I, I, I was able to go where I needed to go without being beholden to the past as long as I thought and Colin thought and the studio thought it made sense to kind of go there visually. So so that was really the opportunity that interested me, you know, because in a funny way, it's like... Um, um, I've got to stop doing the ends of ends of trilogies, but I need to. But but fundamentally, it was like um, it was that opportunity that really interested me in the project with Colin, which was like I, I even remember jokingly saying to Colin, like I remember just like going, "Oh God, we're not running away from dinosaurs again, are we?" Because no, no, we're going to go and do, we're going to go somewhere different, and that was the thing that really sort of sparked all the inspiration, which was how to realize two things. One of them is is various aspects of the world. And, and how dinosaurs would be in that world and how um, our main characters have now got either used to or not used to living with, with, with sort of dinosaurs weaving around the story. Cause as you know, there's multiple threads in the story of this. And then the other thing that was the opportunity was like, what does this competitor to engine that we've heard about for so long even look like, who are they? What do they do? And so biasin again was a blank canvas apart from, you know, just being inspired by, you know, and you know, we went back, we went back to the Michael Crichton of it all, which is, you know, right. I read lots of Michael Crichton as a kid, even before, you know, I remember reading Jurassic Park before Jurassic Park came out and, and they're kind of techno thrillers at their heart. And that was one of the main reasons that we kind of went down some of the roads that we did just to kind of not, you know, just as kind of, you know, or at least I did visually not to, not to kind of try to repeat things because it wasn't a theme park. Bison is not a theme park. It's a, uh, it, you know, it's not supposed to be a, um, you know, an it's not supposed, people aren't even supposed to go there, if that makes sense. This is a refuge where people are gathering the other dinosaurs from around the world that are just too bad to handle. And they're putting them there because you need to put them somewhere. And so that was really the basis of the, the thought process. So I, I really liked what you mentioned, how Star Wars was kind of your generation's like movie that imprints on your personality and what your fandom and everything. And, you know, Jurassic World was kind of the next one, a Jurassic Park series, excuse me, and then also Harry Potter. And you've worked on all three of them. So, I mean, working on these legacy movie franchises, I guess, what is um, which one has been your favorite to work on and which one of you, I guess, been the most fun to design stuff when? They're all amazing. Um, I know it's going to sound really cliche. I, I you know, I, I think back of all the things I've done, and, and when you're doing things, you don't know you're doing them because you don't know how the project's going to come out. So when I was, you know, um, doing some initial work with Alex Garland, designing the Judge Dread, you know, suit and stuff, that you know, even though I didn't work on the movie, I was there. I did the pitch stuff for him, and that was a great experience. And when I was doing Age of Tomorrow you know, and doing the exosuit and doing the mimics and you kind of go, well, you know, because that was 18 months of my life and that was a great experience. And even some of the, um, you know, and again, even working in the trenches doing VFX, like, you know, when things went horribly all over the place doing Superman Returns or even I had a lot of fun doing AVP because Paul Anderson was so lovely to work for. Again, it's like different experiences in the film business aren't necessarily because of the final thing. And so, look, 
look, I never even thought they'd ever make another Star Wars film when I was in the film business, let alone end up being the designer of it. So in a strange, in a strange way, Star Wars was very special because obviously that was the thing that kind of everyone understood. It's like, you know, I, I, I moved companies, I left jobs, I just walked I sacrificed a lot to kind of go, I'm just going to try and do that to work on Star Wars back on The Force Awakens. But then when I did the first one and, you know, and, and you know, th- when you see what you've designed and they make a Lego ship of it and you see it on the screen, you think, gee, how the hell did I get here doing that? And then when it came round to the second one and you go, oh, my God, I've just come up with a walker. And it's like, Wait, what the hell's going on? And so, you know, there are kind of highs and lows, but most of the highs are the experiences of actually being there through the process because, you know, I was saying this to someone else and they're kind of going, you know, um, that's what's so hard to describe is when people go, oh, you know, I've been to Galaxy Edge and there's made an American, you know, the Manelian Falcon there and it's great. And... I stood next to Norman Reynolds showing him round for the day on Force Awakens as we stood on the Falcon and Norman Reynolds, the production designer of The Empire Strikes Back, next to Robert Watts, and they almost looked like they had tears in their eyes going, do you remember when we did this? This was like, and that was 1980. And so, you know, the experiences of meeting these incredible people and standing on an original Falcon or standing next to Jeff Goldblum as he does his lines as as Ian Malcolm or... or you know, um, those are the things that make the job amazing, which is the experiences to me, as well as the process, because I've got a bonkers job that's kind of too much fun to hold sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of kids these days that are, are being inspired by Star Wars, watching things like, you know, Star Wars Rebels and The Mandalorian and everything like that. What advice would you give to future filmmakers and anybody trying to get into this industry? Um, remember the... Story, story, story is first. It's all about story. And that's the thing. It's like even what I do as a design, whether people think it or not, design and story are massively intertwined. And even if, you know, critically, for example, on Jurassic World, it's not received, but fan-wise it is well-received and it's making a lot of money. And so that tells you that people are enjoying the experience. And look, I I grew up loving one of my favourite films, The Black Hole, that everyone reviewed and thought was a piece of crap, but it's one of my favourite films still. I love The Black Hole. You know, and other films like Outland and 2010, it's like, who cares? I love it. I don't care if anybody else does or doesn't love it. That's the way I've always thought about this. And being a filmmaker... Um, I think the most important thing that I do, I can only explain from my world, is to make sure that the film design and everything in my world is literally about telling a story because that's what I felt when I saw a film. And when you are a kid, you're like a sponge and you go there and your eyes are wide and you, you know, it's so hard to describe to people now because like when Star Wars came out, the best way I can describe it is like everyone's walking around like a, like in a, in a horse and cart and everyone's sort of wearing loincloths and everything. And then all of a sudden, someone drives a Ferrari up to you. Where's that come from? And that was the difference. And that's what's really hard to describe to people between Star Wars and before Star Wars. Because before that, it was Harrahausen and ropey effects and Flash Gordon with bits of wire and stuff glued together. And so, you know, it was game-changing. Um, but at the heart of it all, Star Wars is still just a bloody good story that you get carried along with. And that's what works. And so um, that is the most important thing, I think, at least for me in filmmaking, which is to make sure that you try to carry the story through as per, you know, working for, you know, the director's wishes and, and, the, and, the, and the wishes of the script. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, I kind of want to talk about, because you work, be working in the visual effects and the content, the design and everything. 
Um, do you feel like, you know, you mentioned already kind of like how people were in Lawrence Claus and they had Ferraris now, but um, do you feel like maybe some of us, some viewers or fans of people who just go into the movies and even especially the critics might be a little spoiled now with all the amazing work that y'all have been able to do the past 20 um, plus years? Because everything's, everything's a tool. And some tools are easier to use than others, and some tools are overused, and some tools are underused. And so I think the way to think of it is ask yourself a question. This is what I always do. There are some films that are made today that are great, and it depends what people want out of them. Because like the film business is a business. We're not we're not we're not here to kind of you know you know we have to sell movies to make money to make movies. And so I obviously can only worry about the design and the story and the things that I do to support the people that I work with and love to work with. Um, but, but, but really most of the filmmakers I know, should we say, um, want longevity in the way that people perceive their movies in the future to look back and like films I watch, like Butch Cash in the Sunlight's Kid or Jaws, you know, these still hold up today. Um, you find anyone that doesn't think that apart from a few, few shots, the alien, doesn't look like it was made five minutes ago still or even aliens to some degree or close encounters of the third kind you know these are films and even jurassic park um there is a there there is a there is a quality and a look there that is almost timeless and and i think we have to be very careful that you know and it's balancing that business aspect of moving so fast and all the tools you can have with with um with hopefully leaving something that leaves a mark on people for the time to come that you can watch a film that we're making today in 20 years time and go, you know, um, or, Oh, wow, that still looks great or feels great. You know, because you know, what's really interesting about the amount of stuff that's being made at the moment is that I still like to think that, you know, I'm so pleased that box office is back because, you know, um, I love the fact we have all these mediums, we have streaming, we have box office and things like that. But to me as a, as a, as a cinema person, um, you know, I have to agree with with with, with Mr. Nolan and go. I just, I just, there's, there's nothing like the feeling of seeing a film on the big screen and the shared experience and the sound and the the scale and and you know all of my greatest experiences of watching movies have been. I remember when I saw Aliens opening night. I remember when I saw Close Encounters at the theater. I remember, I can remember the three opening nights for seeing Star Wars and the day I saw them and the time I saw them. These are like rock concerts that are burned into my brain, like the day I saw Pink Floyd or Genesis or Guns N' Roses, or it doesn't matter what it is. But what I mean is they are event moments, and that's what to me is so important about filmmaking and cinema. And don't get me wrong, this is not about the difference between streaming and theatre or everything. I just, you know, I happen to have worked only in theatrical. Um, and that's not to say there are amazing, important projects that are done in other mediums, but to me... It's a bit like I kind of like to go, you know, you can you can listen to the Beatles records or you could have been there last night seeing Paul McCartney at Glastonbury. Which one would you rather do? Some people don't care, but I know I'd rather have been at Glastonbury seeing Paul McCartney. And that's a choice. For sure. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. This has been an awesome conversation, like probably my favorite conversation we've ever done on this show. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, I mean, to be honest with you, look, at the end of the day, I'm very passionate, as you can tell, about what I do. And um, and I just want people to feel like I do about sort of thing films. And just know that everyone puts a lot of heart into trying to do this. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because it's the same process as why can't we all write a number one record all the time? It's like because 
it just is what it is. And we all try our hardest. And I can tell you now that on all the films I've worked on, um, everyone's ambition from day one is exactly the same, which is to try to do the best thing you can. And um, and that's the thing that's most important to me and the thing I'm most proud of, because like, you know, I, you know, I, I just like to think that I've done a bunch of projects that, should we say, I hopefully have a great visual storytelling look to them that I that, and that's the thing in a funny way I want to be most proud of if people remember one thing that I've done from my film then I know that I'll feel the same way as the day I saw whether it be you know alien or close encounters or a great shot or a great thing like that you know and, and that, that that's the most important thing to me you know awesome. if that makes any sense at all or whether it's it just rambling admin I don't know can't decide yeah <laughs> It's All right. Well, yeah. Thank you again, Kevin, for being here. Um, you guys can check out his website. We'll link that uh, for you in the description. For Box Office QBs, I'm Jeffrey Gordon. He's Gerald Tracy. We will see you guys next week.